What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 81 of the Stand Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, Incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by the Jimmy Uso to my Jay Uso, Lester Jones. Is that wrestling? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I may have used that a long time ago. I don't know, (laughs) but I'm going with it. And of course, it wouldn't be our show if we didn't have the ninth wonder, Chocolate Thunder, laying down the law and going in raw, the no condom wearing, STD daring, <laughs> he'll risk a little clap so he doesn't have to fap, the phenomenal AJ Singh. The clap or fap? That's the real question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking about going with he'll risk a little clap for a whole lot of whap, you know, wet ass pussy. <laughs> yeah. But everybody says wop, don't they? Yeah, it seems like people say wop. Which is weird because the A stands for ass. You think they would say wap. Plus, it sounds like that slur that people used to use against Italians. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's going to confuse everything. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we can't do that anymore. <laughs> I was just trying to say what <laughs> I thought I saw an ad the other day for like a, a treatment for Hep C, which I thought was like one of the... Uh, Oh, the uncurables? Yeah. Maybe they're making progress. You know what? Actually, I think they've had that for a while, but I think it's supposed to be like really expensive. Oh. Well, some of the side effects sound like liver damage, but like hepatitis can give you liver damage anyway, so I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. But uh, I don't know. We're getting down there. Might be free ball season pretty soon. Didn't somebody famous have hep C like Pam Anderson or somebody? Yeah, yeah, she did. She did? She doesn't have it anymore? Well, she probably does. I don't know. Well, just cure is true she probably doesn't she's got money yeah so yeah i don't know um all right guys what'd you do this week what'd you watch what'd you do anything man i have been watching peacemaker that is a fun show yeah i want to watch it eventually mm-hmm. what what do you know what episode they're on uh, just seven just came out today and how many are in total i think seven might be the finale i heard something about it being close to that many i'm not sure if it's seven or more hmm do you, would you guys be interested in reviewing the show? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <you> strike again. <laughs> well, I mean, it would be up to us to like watch it, like almost all of it in a week. I don't I know. Ha- how many. I had to do Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye but wasn't. Ready people yet. seem to be liking this more than yeah. Hawkeye. I don't know. I, it, I didn't like the character really, and I didn't really like. Uh, I don't. Lo- <laughs> I don't love the character, but I mean, it is written and directed by James Gunn, so it's got a better chance in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. It's up to you. We haven't done a review in a little while. That's what I was thinking. Okay, maybe I'll get HBO again and, and dive into it. Because mm. I've but been watching for a minute. You are enjoying it? Oh, yeah. I'm having fun with it. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to today's episode. Okay. So, you, like, you you would be interested in reviewing it if we did a review? Yeah. Okay, maybe we'll do that. Because it is fun to do reviews every now and again. And there hasn't been really anything made or dropped on streaming in a while that no. would be review-worthy. Or... Next month, our... Actually, less than a month, the uh, the Batman will be out, and we can watch that. Oh, okay. Oh, the Batman. The yeah. Batman. Mm, they're rebooting everything. So is he's is he going to be the new Batman in the new DC verse? From what I understand, it's he's supposed to be in his own contained universe, which I hope is true. But these things, you never know. If it's super successful, maybe the execs at Warner Brothers will be like, "Nah, it's going to be <laughs> him everywhere." But you. I, I kind of hope it's just him and his own self-contained thing. Okay. Which, and it seems like, I don't know, they're doing some weird shit, because they're like going to have Michael Keaton 
as like Batman too. Oh, that's because of uh, the Flash. Yeah. Point. Yeah, I've seen the cartoon version of that, the animated version. Uh, I I don't want to give away the plot points, but <laughs> like, there's like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. But uh, uh, I'm just saying DC is. Oh, uh, but uh, he's supposed to be like a more grizzled, like older, rough character, right? Well, see, I don't know the way they're going to go with it because in the Flashpoint comics and the animated show, basically, he he goes to you know he he basically creates a different uh, universe and trying to bring his mom back to life, and um, the Batman there is actually um, Thomas Wayne. Yeah, yeah. And in that continuity, like or in that universe, like Bruce dies mm-hmm. and that sets him on his way and he's like a much more violent batman yeah. i i kind of don't think they're gonna go that route and make him him i think they'll just say like oh the flash opened up a portal to all these other universes and one of them is the batman 89 universe and basically we just get an older version of michael keaton's bruce wayne from okay. you know that universe that i mean it it Maybe they'll throw us for a swerve and do that, make him mm-hmm. Thomas Wayne. That might be interesting. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know what way they're going to go with it. Hmm. They could bring in Jack Nicholson and Danny DeVito. <laughs> That's how they get my money. Schwarzenegger. I- <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. God no. <laughs> There's <God>. a line. <laughs> I think Jack Nicholson is retired. I think he. I think they say like I don't know if he has dementia or what, but like. Like, I don't think he can act anymore, like, remember his lines and things oh, like that. Oh, yeah. Sad. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I might be wrong about that, but I think I heard something along those lines. You just write one of those scripts where you can just free ball whatever he wants to say. <laughs> just wing it. <laughs> He's a joker. He says all kinds of weird shit. <laughs> Gary Busey <laughs> joker. Oh, Gary Busey joker would be terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> They need the real cops to show up for that one. <laughs> uh, what about you? You uh, were you were watching Peacemaker. Anything mm-hmm. else? Uh, mostly just Peacemaker. And what about you? I've been watching a shitload of Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> I can attest to this. <laughs> I, I watched a season of um, uh, what's Ricky Gervais's uh, After Death, After Life, mm-hmm. Life After Death. Fuck, I forget what it's called. It's on Netflix. Okay. <laughs> Was it any good? It it's pretty decent but it's like there's there's funny stuff in there but it, it's also very depressing that's yeah i um you know because netflix always does the autoplay trailers oh, or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and i saw that one for that and it was like this seems like it might be yeah more depressing than funny like the old dramedy thing mm. yeah you have to mix the comedy in or just be too depressing <laughs> um what else have you been watching? I did you? I saw you watching like Watchmen the other day. I did. I did put that in. That was one of the kind of like half in the background, half watching. Oh, I see. But yeah, I went through Watchmen again. Mostly Trailer Park Boys, though. Mostly Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> How many seasons of that do they got? It's like thirteen or fourteen. Jesus Christ! Still going? It's like it's a shitload. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just saw that there's like an animated one now. I was like, what the fuck? They're going to get into, like, NCIS territory. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they had Snoop Dogg on. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And Tom Arnold. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I didn't watch a ton this week. I watched a couple movies. So, like, there's this movie podcast I've been listening to, and they were talking about that Wes Anderson movie, The Royal Tenenbaums, mm. and it kind of made me want to watch it. I, I had seen it, like, many, many years ago. Yeah, it seems too. like I saw it and just thought it was, like, boring, but... Owen Wilson's in that movie, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's actually in a lot of Wes Anderson movies because they're, like, friends or something. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I actually, I liked it okay. Like, I won't say it's a home run, but it's not bad. Actually, I kind of enjoyed seeing Gene Hackman again too, because he's like been retired for a long time. Yeah, he doesn't do. A and lot. he's like he's like really good. And I guess like uh, according to like this podcast, they said like um, apparently like him and Wes Anderson like really didn't get along on set. Like he kind of <laughs> hated him, <laughs> but he does a great performance. So apparently, it didn't stop him from doing good work. I don't know what it is about Wes Anderson, but most of his movies just look so pretentious that I. I don't even engage with them. Yeah, they're kind of weird. I do. I do also kind of want to see the Grand Budapest Hotel. I've never seen that one. I've seen that one. How how is it? It's okay. It's okay. It's It's quirky. Yeah, but some of his other movies, man, they just look (laughs) off-putting. His style is definitely weird. Mm. Um, And then I also watched Guillermo del Toro's latest movie, uh, Nightmare Alley. It was on Hulu. Huh. I haven't heard of that one. Um, so basically what it's about is it's like this crime noir with uh, Bradley Cooper. He plays this guy with like kind of a like uh, mysterious and like violent past. And anyway, in the beginning of the movie, he joins a circus and basically becomes a carny. And he's like kind of down on his luck. You know, he doesn't have much money. And he befriends this like older couple who have this like uh, mentalist act going on. Played by uh, Tony Collette, who's like the mom from Hereditary. Yeah, yeah. She's and she's in Knives Out. She's in a lot of shit, but mm-hmm. she's really good. And then also, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, David Strathairn or something like that. He's a character actor. You definitely recognize him if you've seen him. He's been in. He's in one of my favorite movies, L.A. Confidential, and he also is in a couple seasons of The Expanse. And like, he's really good in The Expanse. Like his character was he the cop. In L.A. Confidential? Yeah. No, he's like the um, kind of rich uh, playboy criminal guy that's like has the harem of ladies that he's having made up to look like um, like Hollywood actresses. Gosh, I don't remember. Okay. Anyway, he, he's a really good actor. Uh, so anyway, uh, Bradley Cooper basically kind of learns these people's like mentalist act, you know? Okay, yeah. And he eventually kind of... Takes it on, he, he perf- kind of perfects it and, and goes off on his own. And so, like, uh, we move forward a couple years and he's like not all, not at the circus anymore. Like, he's performing it in like, you know, uh, legitimate venues to like rich people and stuff. Right. And that attracts um, this kind of femme fatale um, uh, psychiatrist character played by Kate uh, Blanchett. And like, together they conspire to. Um, built this very wealthy and powerful industrial industrialist like out of his money. Okay, and uh, you know, like most crime noirs, things do not go <laughs> well. Mm-hmm. I might check it out. I, I always like uh, Guillermo del Toro's style. I'll say it, it's okay. It definitely doesn't rank up there with like my favorite his movies, like you know, Pan's Labyrinth right. and, and Hellboy Two. Um, uh, but it, but it's decent. And I think what's it called again? Um, Nightmare Alley. Um, but I think it's at least, you know, yeah, probably worth checking out. Um, all right. Anything else, guys, before we get into the show? Uh, I have a work story. Oh, go for it. So I wasn't actually a part of this one, but, um, 
it happened yesterday and it's just like it's one of these things where like all the gears like come together in the machinery and it's just like statistically uh unlikely but um so one of our buildings we, we have desk personnel so there's usually like a, a concierge at the desk and then we have like an operation center in the basement and there's like one supervisor who sits there and they have like the rows of monitors so they sit down there and watch the monitors and so there's multiple buildings and usually if something happens there's a like a bike person a patrol person they can go out and you know deal with situations that come up uh but anyway last night there was no bike there's no patrol and one of the companies called in and say hey hey we have a drunk guy in here causing problems you know can you get him out and so basically there wasn't anyone to deal with it so the operations person called the desk person down to watch the monitors and he went to deal with the drunk guy. So what happened? So now the building, the main floor is empty. The elevators you uh, you can't really use without a pass key. But um, so he's out dealing with the drunk guy. The other guy's downstairs. Some guy comes into the building. So there's no one at the front desk. There's like this little cafe there. And usually they lock up at like 3, 4 o'clock or something. And... So when they left, they didn't lock their door. Mm. And so this guy comes in, he's testing doors or whatever. It's unlocked. He goes in there. Not only, okay, so there's no one at the desk to catch this guy. The door's unlocked. And then, like, the owner had left the cash envelope there. Oh, my God. The same day. And so he just, basically in this little time window, he walks in. He goes in here. He gets his envelope of cash and walks out. And it's like 90 seconds, and there's like all the windows aligned for this guy. Maybe he knew the other guy who was causing a scene downstairs or whatever. Well, the thing is, the door is almost virtually always going to be locked. The envelope's always going to be gone. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, you couldn't plan it because there's almost always a guy at the desk. Yeah. It's just such a weird like X, Y, Z. Like everything yeah. had to happen. That's wild. Do they got this guy on tape to look out for him? I, I don't know how good of a picture they got, but I mean, they, they have enough. They could see him come in the lobby and go in there and come back out. And then the Did owner would have had to told him that the uh, envelope was missing or whatever. But yeah, just crazy. Did he seem homeless? He probably was because a lot of times what happens is they'll come into these big buildings and they'll just walk around, see where they can go, and they test doors and stuff like oh, that. Okay. And this guy just got lucky, man. He hit the jackpot. I mean,. Hopefully it turns his life around, I guess. <laughs> I wouldn't bet on that. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on it either. Man, um, a couple years ago when I was uh, still preparing taxes here, um, like every once in a while, like they would get um, shorthanded in a, a different office that I don't usually work at, and they'd have me go like temp over there for a day. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, they sent me to this one office, and it was kind of like in a shittier right. part yeah, of town. Yeah, yeah. And, um, like, I'm doing these people's taxes, but, like, I hear a guy in the lobby, like, just being kind of loud, and he's, like, singing some weird song and shit. And I just thought, you know, maybe the poor receptionist, like, maybe this was, like, somebody um, who was waiting on, like, someone else getting their taxes done or something, you know? But then, like, later on when I finally got free, I asked her about it, and she's like, oh, no, he's this homeless guy. He He comes in about every two weeks or so drinks a cup of coffee and and does what he does and then he leaves again <laughs> i'm like well, okay yeah. every two weeks huh. yeah. yeah it wasn't like an everyday thing it was just like 
she, she's like, like just like periodically every couple of weeks he'd come in. Yeah, a lot of those guys when they if they find a place that doesn't run them off, they start showing up every day. But yeah, maybe, I'm maybe sure. by spacing it out, they. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I gotta space it out, or they'll they'll arrest me. <laughs> Wednesday's my day to go. <laughs> we actually had another one this week with testing doors. Like, um, we had a couple guys came in to the first floor in in the building I usually him in, and you can go in the stairwell, but all the doors going up are locked. And so apparently they just went up the stairwell testing all the doors, and one of them wasn't latched. So they get in there and they just like they just start walking around and, and some of the employees call them in and it's like, but yeah, it's just, just like it's just like testing everything just to see what you can get into. I mean, it makes sense. I guess if if you had to go like twenty four hours a, to in their shoes, there's a lot of like tips and tricks they know. Well, the, well, the two in my building, I don't think were homeless. I think because they were dressed okay. But um, I guess they had like Russian Ukrainian accents, okay. and uh, I think oh, I they never were, trust those people. <laughs> they, they were just seeing what they could steal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was like an insurance company, so I don't think they got anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you guys ready to start this show? Yes, sir. Yeah. All ready right, going to be. So anybody who hasn't watched or listened, we're just going to go around the table, bring a topic, of conversation, or a weird news story to the table, and we'll see if we can't make something entertaining out of it. And as tradition dictates, we usually start with AJ. So, AJ, what do you got for us this week? All right, we'll start off with a little funny one, a light one. Uh, 60,000 bees stolen from grocery company's pollinator field. Nearly 60,000 bees have been stolen from a grocery store company's field in Pennsylvania, the company said. The bees were said to have been stolen in Carlisle between January 28th and January 30th. In a statement, the giant company's community impact manager, Jessica Groves, said that the bees were an essential part of the local food chain that is suffering a declining bee population. We are extremely disappointed that this happened and are continuing to cooperate with Middlesex Township Police during uh, Police Department. Uh, in 2021, beekeepers in the state reported a loss of 41% of their populations, which was less than the national which was less than the national average loss of 45.5% of bees between April 2020 and 2021. The nationwide loss of bee populations is causing serious concerns with the agricultural industry and environmentalists because about one-third of the United States food supply relies on bees to pollinate plants. I thought it was going to be lighthearted, but yeah, 60,000 bees got stolen. That's wild. Like, who would do, like, steal bees and, like, for what purpose? Yeah. I mean, they have to be of some value. I guess. But, I mean, it could also just be some losers, like... Getting me some honey, gonna have honey every day. <laughs> 60,000. I mean, like, don't you just need a thousand, like, for that? <laughs> well, I don't know how many are in, like, one of those stacks. Could be quite a few, I'd imagine. Yeah, I okay. think it's quite a few. I don't know if it's 60,000. But, uh, yeah. I mean, that just seems like a crime that nobody would expect. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. It's not generally a problem. Like, yeah. <laughs> a crime wave of missing bees. Also, I heard so much more about bees, like, a few years ago than now, but it sounds like it's still a problem. Like, we still have a really low population of bees. Yeah, I don't know. The stories still go around, so, I, yeah, I don't really know. I guess maybe somebody did steal them because they're really that important. I mean, I, get, I, I imagine it costs something to set up those boxes and get a queen and get the get a hive started, so... Yeah. Do you think this guy wore a beekeeper outfit, or do you think he's one of those brave sons of bitches that <laughs> doesn't? Some people, they don't need to, man. I know. It's crazy. I've seen videos of some of those people that, like, you know, you know, clean them out of attics and stuff, but keep them alive. And they'll just, like, gently, like, use their yeah. hands and brush them off shit. I'm like, fuck that. Well, we, we live next to Granny and Lyle's, an old couple, and they had some bees. 
And the the story was that the like the woman, she'd go out there with nothing on and wouldn't get stung, and he'd go out with a bee suit and get stung two or three times. Man. So uh, some people just got the touch or the knack or yeah, I guess so. I don't know what the deal is. Maybe maybe she was a smoker because I think like smoke like nullifies. Well, them. well, some people will use like yeah a smoke little smoke machine or something to smoke them and it really calms them down. Mm-hmm. So actually, I think with those two, she didn't smoke and he wasn't supposed to, but he would go and really cheat them like <laughs> in oh. the garage or whatever. <laughs> That's so weird. Huh. Yeah, there's no. But yeah, they always had honey on their table and honey in their tea. Yeah, that's true. Um, let's see, manifesto round one. All right, you guys are gonna have to do a little prep work for the Super Bowl here. So this I don't is, even know who's in it, so I I could be. <laughs> <laughs> this is a post Super Bowl party. So uh, for the day after the Super Bowl, there's a um, bidet company. Ooh. Uh, throwing a Super Bowl party. Ooh. So. You send in a picture of your shit and uh, what you'd <laughs> what you'd eaten the day before, and uh, so you send these pi- pictures in, and uh, the winner gets ten thousand dollars. How do you win? Yeah, who's judging this? Uh, yeah. I don't know the 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 criteria for the shit, <laughs> but assuming size is important, <laughs> volume, <laughs> consistency. I don't know. Now, how would they know that it's like one, one. shit? What if you just keep shitting and you like shit a whole bowl full and you're like, this was one shit. Like you you invite the entire like party back the next day. Yeah. You're like, hey guys. No flushing. Fill this baby up. <laughs> Judge it. <laughs> or be like, hey Bill, we're going to come over to your house tomorrow. <laughs> Man, I feel sorry for whoever has to judge this. That's horrible. Just looking at pictures of poo all day. I mean, for $10,000, maybe we should try it, though. <laughs> well, Zach had one the other day that you, you, you had to flush like 10,000 times and it wouldn't go down. <laughs> That's true. I flushed it like probably like four or five times. Like I probably it, pissed like four or five times and flushed it <laughs> and it didn't go down. I took a shit on top of it and wiped. My shit went down and your shit stayed there. <laughs> oh, my God. It was uh, what we call in the business an unsinkable Molly Brown. <laughs> like, it doesn't even make sense. I heard about this family. This guy on TikTok talked about it. He was like, my family, we just have like weird bowels. Like, we take huge <laughs> shits. We always have uh, no toilet can handle us. So he said that they had a shit knife in their house. And they would use it to cut shit soap like, in half and stuff to get them down the toilet. And he one time went to his friend's house and blocked the toilet with a massive turd. And he was like, hey, can you give me a shit knife? And his friend was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, you know, a shit knife to cut the turd in half. And everybody at his friend's house, because it was a party at the time, the music had shut off right when he asked for that. And everybody heard it. And they were all just rolling. Then he told his wife about it years later, like now in present day. And she was like, wait, is that the knife that's hanging in our bathroom? Like... And he, she was like, I use that to shit on it. Yeah, he, she was like, I use that to open up Amazon packages. He was like, Oh no, no, no that's some shit knife. Like, <laughs> like, like you should have known that this was. Uh, like that's was, something you should disclose before you get married. Our kids are gonna have massive shit. It's like I was wondering why uh, the knife was like hanging on a nail by the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> 
I've never heard of that. That's no. insane. Yeah, I mean, like, I just picture a big like Nordic, like I don't know. You know this checkoff quote about Roddy, where he's like, "You don't hang a gun on the wall unless you're going to use it later." <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of a shit knife. That is that is crazy. I read this shit story the other day. It was like one of those personal confession ones. This chick was on a date. She says she like she took a shit and it wouldn't like flush or whatever, and so she threw it in the cat box. And then like the boyfriend's like, "Did you take a shit in the cat box?" She's like, "No." She's like, "Well, my cat's been dead for like a week." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. But yeah, if you can save up a good one before Monday, 10K <laughs> could be yours. What if you take like a really good shit on Thursday? Hey, they're not going to. Well, you got to make sure to scrub the dates from your uh, photo reference. That's true. <laughs> and scrub your butt too on the way out. <laughs> I guess you could just uh, like on the Monday take a screenshot of the original photo. <laughs> there's a way. <laughs> or there's a will. There's a way. I took this great one back in 1984. <laughs> All right. Well, I got a classier story here. A couple disgusted after finding thousands of nail clippings in a secondhand sofa. Uh, if you're squeamish, you might want to skip this one. A couple were recently left horrified after they discovered thousands of chewed fingernails and toenails lurking down the side of their secondhand sofa when they went fishing for the TV remote. Jess Taylor likened the scene to something out of a horror film, <laughs> which included other gross items such as sweet wrappers, uh, elastic bands, clumps of hair, and feathers, uh, Jess from Larne, Northern Ireland said. Uh, seeing all that was like something out of a horror film. It was gross. It just sounded like uh, hoovering up rice. It was horrific. We'd been, <laughs> we'd been sat on it for a week, blissfully unaware. Uh, recalling the incident, she said her boyfriend stuck his hand down the side of the sofa to find the TV remote before being confronted with chunks of stuff. Um, Kennedy News and Media. Oh, that's who did this. Just continued. Then I put my hands down the side of the sofa and was pulling out chunks of stuff. We both gasped in horror. There were thousands of fingernails. They were ripped or chewed off. They were probably toenails in there, too. Uh, sharing her traumatizing story on Facebook, Jess wrote, I found a decent-looking secondhand sofa, smoke and pet-free home. Once they arrived, they did not smell or give me any reason to turn my nose up. Phew, that worked out. Until tonight, my partner was doing the uh, daily, where's the remote? You have it routine? Uh, the remote was down the side of the sofa when sticking his hand down to grab it. Uh, take a breath and sit down if you have got this far. He felt a load of yuck. He pulled out said yuck and it was a handful of sweetie wrappers and fingernails upon inspection and multiple gags later he retrieved not hundreds but thousands of fingernails of varying sizes i don't know the rate of nail growth this person has but they must have been on some kind of gross supplements or had about 10 extra hands or feet uh we've been hoovered out the remaining nails it sounded like uncooked rice being hoovered up my goodness i have never been so disgusted in my entire life I would have uploaded a picture, but it would be in violation of almost every law on this planet. Uh, tip, check your secondhand stuff thoroughly. I learned the hard way. Horrified social media users flooded the comment page saying how revolting the fingernail haul was. One person wrote, oh my god, how was that couch... Uh how old was that couch? Because that uh, that's years of buildup of clip nails. It takes a lot to gross me out, and this sure did. How incredibly disgusting, LOL. Another commented, I'm actually gagging. Uh, could only read halfway. 
And one person wrote, that's not normal. Uh, these uh, Are you sure these people weren't serial killers? I mean, I don't know. It, it might have just been one person that was just like always clipping their nails. Yeah. But they had to be like a lazy bitch to always just like, oh, just <laughs> throw them yeah, down. Yeah, it's obviously a habit. Just like, <laughs> never going to see you again. <laughs> I bet people have bought like second hand sofa that have like so many boogers wiped on. Yeah. I would never buy a second hand mattress or, or sofa. Yeah, a mattress would be rough. Even a car is like, yeah, you need to get somewhere and it's a good deal to get a second hand car, but man. it's so hard to open these sweeties without my fingers. <laughs> man. That's nasty, though. Yeah, I wouldn't want to yeah, open that screwed. up. Can you just imagine, like, putting your hand down there to get through and you're like, what is this? You got, like, hair, feathers, and nails. <laughs> <laughs> and shit knife. Yeah, <laughs> um, all right, I guess we're already back to AJ for round two. All right, I just thought this was kind of funny, how this guy's mind works. Ohio mayor concerned eye shanties could lead to prostitution. The mayor of an upscale city outside Cleveland is making headlines again for a remark at a recent city city council meeting that allowed ice fishing shanties on a city lake that allowing ice fishing shanties on a city lake could lead to prostitution. Hudson Mayor Craig Schubert during the meeting on Tuesday and lonely in there <laughs> said he wanted to raise some data points during the discussion about whether to permit people to fish on the frozen lake. Does someone come back every come back next year and say, I want an ice shanty on Hudson Springs Park for X amount of time, Schubert said. <laughs> and if you if you then allow ice fishing with shanties, then that leads to other, another problem, prostitution. Now you've got the po- police police chief and the police department involved. It's a clear A to B situation. <laughs> <laughs> Messages seeking comment were left with Schubert on Thursday. Schubert issued a statement to WJWTV in Cleveland saying his comment about ice shanties and prostitution stemmed from his experience as a television news reporter covering law enforcement agencies that have arrested people for prostitution in shanties. When discussing proposed legislation, it is wise to discuss the potential for unintended consequences, Schubert said. Schubert drew national attention last year when he called for Hudson School board members to resign over the use of a book uh, of writing prompts for a college-level class at, at the high school. It was going to lead to witchcraft? That he called child pornography. Oh, okay. Hudson is, call, is roughly that's 30 worse. miles <laughs> southeast of downtown Cleveland. I mean, that's what he called it, though. Right. You know? It was just a, a book of writing prompts at college-level classes, so... Who knows what it really was? <laughs> this guy, my, this guy's mind goes. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? Like I remember back in high school. <clears throat> I don't know what class it was, but like <laughs> we were looking through an encyclopedia. It was like a medical one, you know. And it had this old school picture of like an old school proctologist with like um, like a telescope in this guy's head. <laughs> <laughs> we all thought it was really like the funniest. You don't thing. Want to know what that leads to. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine this ice queen running out to the shanties. Yeah, who are these girls who are going to be wearing nothing at these ice shanties? <laughs> it does Some seem- guy in there with like a six pack. <laughs> like the only thing he has is like a beer <laughs> it does seem like an uncomfortable place to fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> getting any bites in there <laughs> we're gonna build a children's skate park what about the prostitutes huh? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> One hole's dried up, but the other's <laughs> <laughs> I got some short topics, too. So you guys want to get into one of those, too? Uh, man upset over Canada's mask mandates threatens wrong Ottawa. A man who wanted to join the protests in Canada capital, Canada's capital over mask mandates called in a bomb threat to, so police would waste their time ch- chasing it. Uh, but he called the wrong Ottawa, a village in Ohio. The man, a 20-year-old from Akron, Ohio, called the Putnam <laughs> County Sheriff's Office twice Monday, said Sheriff's uh, Captain Brad Brubaker. The first time he made a bomb threat, and then in a second call he said that he had been shot. Uh, that's when the man found out he was talking with someone in Ohio. He wasn't paying attention and just called the first number he found, Brubaker told the Lima News. Uh, he said that he was mad about mask mandates. The sheriff's office said it would ask the county prosecutor to consider charges against the man. I mean, it's always like the least intelligent people who are the most active when it comes to this sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is this is just like that FedEx shooting that happened a few years ago. Like, where that guy went into a FedEx thinking he was a federal building and shot <laughs> some employees. It's just never the smartest people. But yeah, this guy called a bomb threat into uh, Ottawa, Ohio to uh, disrupt the police in Canada. Yeah. Actually, that, that whole, uh, you know, trucker protest in Canada, I was telling him it, it made me think of like, um, I don't know, like a week or two ago, I, I think it was on Twitter or something. Do you know that Canadian cartoon character, Kai Lu? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like this, I've never actually saw it, but he's like this like white Canadian kid that's kind of like a Charlie Brown type. Baldish, that's always like, yeah, yeah, bald and always depressed or something. Uh-huh. And apparently there's a, like a white supremacist group that have adopted <laughs> crying Kai Lu as like their mascot. What? Because it like shows like, uh, like, you know, p- poor white guy, <laughs> essentially. Oh, and it even showed like people, uh, like a trucker, like decked out with like crying Kai Lu and like whatever like group this is. That is a weird thing to make your mask. <laughs> I'm like, that is the word. Like, <laughs> like people don't hate these guys enough. Now that they adopted Kai Lu as their mascot. It was like, oh. Just when we thought we couldn't hate you guys more. <laughs> what a shitty mask. Yeah. It's confusing, that's for sure. Like, if you were looking at it from a, a place of, like, you know, you're being threatened by these people, and you see, like, Kailu on all their stuff, <laughs> you'd be like, why are they wearing this? Why are they so aggressive? <laughs> oh, man. All right, Manifesto round two. Okay, so I think last week we briefly mentioned that uh, we're sending like like a few thousand troops to the border of Ukraine over there. So here's the thing. We've pretty much announced that if Russia attacks them, we're not going to do anything. So we're sending them over there for no reason. But in the meantime, while nothing's going on, <laughs> they're putting plans in place. In case Russia attacks Ukraine, we want to make we have sure we have a clear uh, exit plan to evacuate those troops <laughs> that aren't going to do anything because they don't want another Afghanistan. What is going on? Like it's it. so indecisive and stupid. Like, are they trying to like start a war? Like by putting them in there in the first place? Well, it made it sound like we were just going to put a presence there, so as like a deterrent or something. It's not going to deter anything. But then they turn around like, if they attack, we're not going to get in there. And then they're like, <laughs> we need an evacuation plan in case this goes south. I mean, it, do we have a, like a plan to like, if they attack, maybe get civilians out that don't want it? Is that part of it? 
It doesn't sound like it because they actually they were talking about that too. But there's a there's apparently a fair number of Americans that are actually in Ukraine, and basically they're like, "You guys should probably get out. It might go south." <laughs> America's like more excited about this Ukraine Russia war it's than so anybody weird. else is. Like we we like hype it up. Even Ukraine's like shut up. You know they're like, "Dude, you're scaring our own citizens with all this hype about this war." Like. Just like I wouldn't want to see like Russia on one side and America on the other side. Yeah, I'd be like, no, no, let's let's not do this, guys. Yeah, I mean, even if Russia invaded Ukraine, it'd be like a quick thing, you know. Like you wouldn't expect it to be. I I wouldn't think it'd be drawn out. Yeah, but like America is making it sound like you know it's gonna be like this big World War Three. Everybody's gonna be involved. Well, you know, all the military contractors. Anytime there's a dispute like this, they want to make it you know, as scary as possible yeah. so that it just keeps feeding feeding them, you know, and getting them business. Yeah. I it's just all that. one big, you know, machine that keeps feeding itself. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> like, like, are we just going to keep letting Russia, like, take back these countries, that, little countries that it wants? I mean, I sincerely don't think we'd do anything. I doubt it. There's nothing we can do because they're, like, right next to Russia. They have the ease of, like, just walking right in and taking over. Didn't, weren't you telling me though that like there's a lot of Ukrainians that like are in favor of like yeah ha- under Russia like control? about yeah. half of Ukraine like or at least it was in Crimea I don't know about the rest of Ukraine but a lot of Ukrainians do consider themselves Russian mm. so I mean uh, if if that's the case like if there's a large percentage that like don't even care like yeah I can't see well, this. well there, there's also people you know who would fight with them so mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah they I would think Russia would. Have way, way, way outnumber them. Yeah. All right. Are you guys all excited about the Winter Olympics? Have you been watching? <laughs> it's been happening. I didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, I barely, I, I barely knew it. Too. I, I heard something. Well, I think a lot of people are disinterested, and then like a lot more people are just like they don't like China, and they're just like, eh, fuck it. Well, anyway, there's a story I just found today, and I, I didn't read it in detail, but I, just from what it says, like I'm not sure exactly what happened but I'll, I'll go through and see what you guys think so it says five ski jumpers were disqualified at the winter olympics because of quote baggy suits um the international ski federation uh fis disqualified five women ski jumpers because their suits were too baggy leaving the sport mired in controversy on the biggest stage at the beijing winter olympics the competition had been heralded as a step forward for women in ski jumping as it offered them a second chance to compete on the biggest stage in the sport i, I mean if you're not going to strap yourself into a bikini and fucking go go no <laughs> you know slamming yeah. down those slopes like they lost me at women like yeah. they, you know come on <laughs> It's not real. You should be wearing a thong. <laughs> Unless it's those trans women. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's transphobic. <laughs> uh, but there were tears before the end of the competition after the after the disqualifications. Uh, the final of the inaugural mixed team event in China descended into chaos when several athletes, some with serious metal hopes, had jumps chalked off because their suits were deemed to have given them an aerodynamic advantage because they were too big. Now, see, that's what gets me hung up. I, and I, like, I would think baggy suits would hit get more air resistance that'd be my first thought i would think like and it's not like oh the other contestants couldn't have worn baggy suits um let's keep going let's see sarah unless maybe it was like a like a a squirrel suit you just come up the high jump 
Oh yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. You just glide, sugar glide to the bottom. <laughs> that, that'd be. I'd actually like to see someone do that. <laughs> see how far they could go. Uh, Sarah Takanashi was one of the disqualified athletes. Uh, the move came after the suits were inspected mid-competition and led to uh, German Katerina. <laughs> I think it's like Althos, but I'm going to say outhouse <laughs> and Japanese hopeful Sarah Takanashi being disqualified as well as jumpers from Norway and Austria. Um, Althaus uh, told reporters, we were looking forward to the second competition at the Olympics. FIS destroyed uh, that with this action. They destroyed women's ski jumping. Our names are now out there and we just pulled the, this is weird because it's like censoring. It says C star star P, which I would think crap. It says they pulled, that would be they pulled the crap card, but is that a saying? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, (laughs) That is how you destroy nations. Development and the entire sport. Germany's head of Nordic events at the Olympic Winter Games, Horst Hudel, added, This is a parody, but I am not laughing. It is outrageous that this happens with the four biggest ski jump nations. Five athletes were DQ'd in total. Norway's head of ski jumping, Class uh, Brede Brathen, added that the whole affair was very painful for the disqualified athletes and their teammates, stating that the issue could and should have been sorted out before the competition even started. That would make the most sense. Yeah. Uh, he said, the sport of ski jumping has experienced one of its darker days. I'm lost for words, really. I'm in pain on behalf of our sport. Because of the nature of ski jumping, wind resistance is key in the sport, meaning that equipment, including suits, is regularly checked to ensure that there is no foul play. The FIS said that the opportunity uh, was there before the games to test the new suits, which had been designed for the games. Uh, but few nations took it. In the end, the competition was won by Slovenia, with the Russian Olympic Committee taking silver, leaving Canada with an unlikely bronze. Slovenia took the gold in the end. In total, two Norwegians, one German, an Austrian, and a Japanese athlete were penalized. One of the disqualified Norwegians, Siljay Osbeth, said, I think they checked it in a new way today compared to what they have done previously. I think it's very strange that they would suddenly change how they do it in the middle of a tournament. I don't know what to say. I'm really just shaken. I'm sorry that I was disqualified today. The tournament judges declined to comment when asked by Norwegian journalists. So, yeah, this kind of seems like it's on that committee that inspects the suits. Like, why would they even have made it, like an optional thing that these nations didn't like take advantage of. Like they should have like, it should be mandatory. And then this wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah. That's just poor planning. Yeah. But also I want to see these suits because like, I would think like the more skin tight, the more aerodynamic, I wouldn't think like a baggy suit would be helpful in this situation. Like, I don't, Maybe the wind was behind them. <laughs> oh, so it's like a sailboat. Yeah. <laughs> like, which way is the wind blowing? I'm wearing my baggy yeah. suit today. <laughs> Getting a little extra five miles an hour. <laughs> That's the other thing. Like, what kind of difference do you think these suits can make? Like, millimeters? Like, uh, it just seems like so stupid. Um, I wouldn't even thought that would make a difference. Like, I don't know who comes up with these ideas. Like, oh, yeah, baggy suits, that's the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> like, the only thing I've been able to think of is stupid sexy Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> you know, I also wonder, like, um, does Canada ever lose curling? Because if they do, they should, they should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen curling. <laughs> I, You know, it's funny because, like, uh, 
you know, back home, we were so close to the Canadian border that when we had cable, like, we got, like, CBC, which like, the Canadian Broadcasting Company or whatever. Mm. So, like, they had it on there frequently. Okay. And, like, every once in a while, I would watch it just because it's such a weird sport. Like, and I still don't really understand how the sweeping and stuff yeah, works. Yeah, how is that guy who's sweeping going to make that big of a difference? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is, like, they'll, they'll sweep really fast and then they'll let off and then they'll sweep really fast and let off. And it's just, like... Wow, I I don't really get it. I wish I knew what was going on, but I'm surprised yeah. that like living where we grew up, like no one ever, you know, Got just just it. went and painted some freaking uh, lines out on the lake or something <laughs> and tried it. I don't know if there would have been <clears throat> a really good place to try it. Well, like I mean, ah, this lake freeze over in the winter. Yeah, but they're all full of prostitutes and shanties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, all the shanties out there. Is, uh, but I, I, I mean, if you need to send your son off for a little while, it'd be like, go do some curling with your friends. Dad is busy <laughs> at the shanty. <laughs> These ice queens running around. <laughs> um, let's see who's. Turn it, AJ. I think oh. it's your turn again. All right, let's back around already. Let's see. Do I want to go with this? I thought this was kind of funny. Uh, Massachusetts game show winner gets trip to New Hampshire. <laughs> a Massachusetts contestant on The Price is Right was hoping to win a getaway to some tropical locale during a recent appearance on the game show. Instead, she won a trip to neighboring New Hampshire. Catherine Graham has had already won a fire pit in a love seat when she picked to go on when she was picked to go on stage and play side by side with Dros, with host Drew Carey. Uh, she found out that she'd be playing for a trip to New Hampshire just across the border from Massachusetts. She won by correctly guessing the value of the prize. One dollar. Uh, $7,696 <laughs> instead of 9000 I mean, pretty much, right? It's a trip next door. Graham confessed she was hoping for somewhere a little bit more exotic than the live free or die state, which she said she's already visited a million times. <laughs> I wish it was Tahiti or someplace or Bora Bora. A cruise would be, a cruise around the world maybe <laughs> she, that's it <laughs> she wanted a trip to new hampshire <laughs> yeah that's a pretty piss poor price <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, and uh let me see that was a short one so let me go with okay oh i already did this one. Oh, the rest of my stories are kind of long so we'll stop with that one i guess okay manifesto well back to the old uh the, the canadian truckers so i mean they tied up the capital but then apparently, like it, it spread to like they're closing off a lot of the uh, like passageways between uh, America and Canada. So a few big ones. It's like Montana, North Dakota, Michigan, and I don't know. I'm kind of wondering how you guys think it's going to go. I think they're going to win. I, I think they almost have to win. Well, t- uh, tell me. I'll be honest. I, I've only vaguely heard about this story. So, so give me a breakdown of what what are the truckers actually doing. So basically, it just started in Ottawa, and they they um basically they parked and blocked the streets, and they've been blowing their horns and stuff. But otherwise, peaceful protest basically, and um and so and and this is protesting the mask mandate to cross the border. Well, it's um just mandatory vaccinations to cross the border. Okay. Oh. And so they say something like eighty percent of the people are vaccinated, but the truckers are you know getting backed up on this. And what's what's strange to me is that like um, the Prime Minister Trudeau is 
he's kind of like, you know, kind of buckled up when I think he would have been smarter to just give in right away because he's he's ba- he's put himself in a corner now where like he can't back down and it doesn't seem like they're backing down. And I don't know, but like in America, I feel like Democrats are going to have to start backing down because midterms are coming in and some of them are going to need some distance from this. So I'm kind of anticipating them falling apart a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, just strategically, it seems like it was a bad move. Is it happening on both sides of the border? Like, over here, too? Not yet, but there are thoughts that it was going to spread. And, I, I like, they're bro- blo- blocking a bridge. I think this is the Michigan one. They're parked on a bridge in between. But um, it's like a – I think it's like the, the major gateway between. Like Windsor, I think. Between and um, – but apparently it's a privately owned bridge, so I don't know if it's owned by – Americans or Canadians or or what the deal is, but it's maybe something like the government over there might not be able to deal with legally. I don't know. It, it's strange, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just they're so important and they don't seem like they're stopping. And also just that it's been like very peaceful. And they, they say like in Ottawa, <clears throat> there's like, you know, there are bouncy castles and fucking people in saunas and just random shit. So, I mean, it's been a, a peaceful thing, but they started... They started sending in cops now, and they're they made a few arrests. I don't think anything too crazy. They've been giving out tickets, but well, and I I just don't know like like closing or having this vaccine mandate across the border is would that help like slow the spread of the virus that much? Because my thought is even if these guys like cross the border and they go to a place that's interacting with people, I mean that place is going to have whatever mandates that they have whether it's masks in indoor places or what it is so i i don't i just don't know if it's worth like well i mean another question just logistically how long do they have to do this before your entire economy well that's the thing we're already having supply chain issues yeah well that's what like we talked about a little bit like when they first started that and america has these uh, they, you know, fired up too, where people crossing the border are supposed to be vaccinated, and that's Mexico and Canada. But um, yeah, we're already having supply chain issues. Why are you going to do anything that's going to like make it worse? And then, like, apparently you've pissed off a subgroup of this that are can physically shut down your entire country, and then you're gonna you're like double down. It's just it just seems stupid. I'm surprised like they don't come down on them really hard, like. Because they're blocking roads, right? Like, people can't get across the border because of them. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not easy. Mm, But, I mean, like, don't you start giving out tickets and, like, arresting people who are parked in the... Well, they're giving out tickets at least in the city. I don't know about, like, the the other three ways they're blocking, but Mm. it doesn't... uh, They don't seem to be moving. I think in the U.S., we would come down harder on it. Like, over here, if somebody tried to block the street or block something like that, they would get arrested. But, I mean, it's thousands of trucks. I mean, if you start arresting people, like, you still have to move all these vehicles. Yeah, but just impound them, right? Like, uh, No, no. The, if you look at the pictures of the city, it, it would take... Uh, I mean, if they were united, like, it, it, it'd be ages... In America, we would just create a little area for all the trucks and then just pay, make them pay for parking. <laughs> I don't know. It, it sounded here. like some of the pol- you know police and stuff. It's not. It's not like everybody's against them. There's like other people on their side. Mm-hmm. Plus, if these are like eighteen wheelers, like you would need a large place to impound all of them, probably. Yeah, where are you even going to put them? Yeah, if you if you, even if you started to tackle that idea, oh, you have to move them pretty far. 
<laughs> and how many you know vehicles do you have to move them? And yeah. at the end of the it, day, it would be a, it'd be a giant mess. And there's more of them than probably cops. So I mean, if they start going south, and, and you don't want to turn something violent that's essentially peaceful. I mean, in my thoughts, I mean it's the same thing that happened with Black Lives Matter protests. But, but it's, it'd be so much smarter to just back down. At the same time, though, I, I do feel sorry for like the. The truckers who are vaccinated but now can't do their job because yeah. these other assholes are in the way. Well, that's a, if 80% that's a thing people. because, like, you've just got, like, the two guys at the end. If they're not moving, nobody else is moving. Yeah. Mm. Like, everyone else is going to be gridlocked, like, what? even if they decided to. I wonder what percentage of truckers are uh, vaccinated over there. Well, they said the general population, I think, was, like, at 80%. So, per- presumably, probably quite a few, but mm. I don't know. They're just, I mean, people are just tired of the, the mandates and bullshit. Yeah, but if it's only, like, so few people, I'm surprised they can make that big of a wave. But, uh, I mean, if you've got 80% vaccinated and, and you look like you're going to destroy your entire economy, like, what's your thought process? How can you be this hung up on it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, all these countries have, like, their own rules against, like, COVID, and I guess it has to be respected, right? Because, like, if the U.S. doesn't want people to come in here who don't have vaccinations, then well, that's Canada, right? It, it would be kind of messy, like, if... Yeah, if you could only go one way, you know, it's like, oh, you can leave, but you can't come back. Mm. <laughs> something like that. But <laughs> actually, that would maybe have been the smarter thing for the Canadian government to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. But then I don't know what the U.S. policy is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. There, there are talks that the American, that, like some Americans are talking about creating a similar movement. So yeah, we might see it. But I heard like, U.S. security is all over it. Like, they're they're breaking any chance of that happening in the U.S. Like, the, the Super Bowl apparently was, like, a, under threat because of this for some reason. And they, like, they called in, like, so many different teams and stuff to, like, make sure that there's no issues from... Oh, they're just talking about blocking interest to yeah. whatever city it's in? Yeah. I don't, I don't know anything about Super Bowl, but... Mm-hmm. I want to say it's in L.A. or something, isn't it? Yeah, it is in LA. That's oh, right. well, they they have enough uh, traffic problems without truckers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think like that's one of that's like the biggest port in America, right? LA or it, it's up there. Well, I don't know, but I do. We did talk about like the California ports having a lot of ish- backlog and issues already. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I could see you not wanting to make that any worse. Yeah, I think just Canada's. You know, they're a little bit. They don't have the resources that the U.S. has. I don't know. If you had a thousand truckers, it'd be hard to deal with. Mm. Like you, if you seriously want to deal with it, it almost have to be troop involvement, and that is a political nightmare. Mm. All right. Anything more on this one? Ah, good enough. <clears throat> well, I got a little PSA for you guys here. This might actually save you guys' life. Man dies in total agony ten days after eating a gecko. So, oh. so no eating geckos. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> um, David Dow never backed down from a dare. Um, though eating a gecko at a Christmas party after being dared could be the event that claimed his life. Dow was rushed to uh, Brisbane's Mater Hospital in total agony two days after associates reportedly witnessed him consume the gecko at a Saturday night party. 
Um, Alira, Dal's partner of 15 years, begged the paramedics to transport him to the ER after they presumed he had just had a severe hangover or a badly upset stomach. We never thought this would happen. It was just a big shock, and it still is a big shock, Alira said in an interview. He was a great person. He was the best person I've ever met. He was the best dad to our children. Uh, a day into the hospital visit, they diagnosed Dal with salmonella. He started puking green bile. His pee was black, and his stomach was so terribly bloated that he appeared six months pregnant. His lungs, too, began to occupy the fluid, and fluid spilled from his stomach. The day after Dal entered the hospital, Alir was informed by a pal they were pretty sure they had observed him eat a gecko at the shindig. Alir told the doctor, and the doctor said that could have been it, uh, stated Hannah, Dal's sister. But there has been no evidence that he actually ate it because there was, uh, there was, oh yeah, I saw him eat it, and then no, I didn't see him eat it. It was a dare, so he might have intended to eat it and then thrown it away. At the end of the day, we don't know whether he actually ate the gecko. David never mentioned it. Less than 14 days after he supposedly ate the gecko, Dal passed away in surgery. His loved ones claimed he basically rotted from the inside out. A vast number of animals contain salmonella in their gut, including frogs, snakes, and geckos. Uh, I think he I, ate it. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm <laughs> thinking he ate it. Yeah. I mean, first of all, what kind of psychopath do you have to be to dare a person to eat a gecko or anything like that that might be dangerous? Uh, I mean, I could see, like, the jackass guys doing it. I could, I could actually see a bunch of redneck guys doing it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm yeah. not going to take the blame off the victim, too. He should definitely know better to actually put that gecko in his body. But, God, that sucks. That's a terrible <laughs> way to go, man, rotting from the inside out. Yeah. Apparently salmonella, uh, not something you want to get. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're almost at time. Do either of you guys get like maybe a short story or? Yeah, mine's garbage. Or one more that you'd like to go out on? Uh, I have a couple of stories here. Oh, yeah, I'll just touch on this first one. The first one is about these crazy fights that are happening in Russia. Um, I couldn't show you the picture here, but there was this. Uh, there's this huge like Russian guy. He's massive, like almost 300 pounds or something, and he's fighting this like little, f- less than featherweight woman. And it's like I think a, I saw the picture of this like headline, but I didn't read it, so I didn't know what it was about exactly. Yeah, so let me talk about it. Uh, Alexandra Stepa, Stepakova and Gregory Chistayokov stunned the crowd when they stepped inside the cage to face one another during yet another Russian epic Russian epic fighting championship event in Russia. Not only was there an obvious issue of den- gender, there was also a sizable weight difference between the two fighters. Kristiakov, a heavyweight with a little professional experience in the sport, cast a huge shadow over his strawweight opponent. Uh, in footage shared on social media, the pair can be seen going at it with neither fighter holding holding back. Uh, both, despite much, uh, despite being much smaller the, uh, of a fighter, Stepakova was able to use her agility and sp- speed to her advantage. But not only did she last the course. Uh, she was able to land a number of heavy blows on the legs and head of Kishchikov. Stepakova was has fought in one professional bout before this, losing a third-round TKO against Daria Bankina uh, in Moscow. The intergender fight took place in Russia. Uh, for his part, Kishchikov was has previously faced flyweight Darina Maz, Mazdiuk in another intergender 
weight mismatch. She dropped him within 90 seconds. Wow, okay. If you uh, think the above is weird, just wait. Last year, an intergender MMA fight was heavily criticized after a woman was badly beaten by her male opponent. The fight, which took place at a hotel in the Polish city of... I'm not going to try this. <laughs> ended in the woman receiving punches to the face with one viewer describing it as horrific. A female, The female competitor, Ula... No, I didn't try that. Is an arm wrestler and fitness instructor. Uh, despite showing off her bulging muscles online, she was no match for Poiter Muaboy Lisowski, a beauty brand ambassador who describes himself as 160, 185 centimeters of pure sex. The video of the match ended up go- doing the rounds on social media in which the pair can be seen siding each other up and staring as a fairly tame opening round. An intergender MMA fight received criticism online after a woman was badly beaten by her male opponent. Oh, it's just repeat. However, Mua Boy lands a couple of blows on... Oh, it's just kind of talking about the fight. Uh, Mua Boy manages to slip Sizek Saikas onto her back and pin her down. Although she attempts to retaliate with several punches to the male fighter's head, he responds by putting a knee to her torso... Uh, it's not pretty to watch at all. The beating was so bad that the ref was forced to intervene and award the win to Moa Boy. Uh, just this past week, we saw a 75-year-old pensioner and his 18-year-old grandson jump into the cage with a 28-year-old woman. Russia's having these weird mismatch fights, man. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine if they had, like, intergender, like, <laughs> matches like that over here? Where they go all out on it, each other? Yeah, it'd be, like, very controversial, I would think. Extremely, yeah. It, it'd be, like, backyard fighting for sure. <laughs> I mean... No, no legit, you know, company would sponsor that. No, it seems crazy. And, like, you know, most guys, at least in our culture, like, would feel uneasy about fighting a woman. Yeah. Especially just going, like, all out after her. And, like, although this guy is taking a, a risk because, like, if the woman, like, beats the shit out of him, then he looks like yeah, <laughs> bad, <he> looks you <laughs> know? But, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man. I don't get it. Like, I saw I saw one where, like, Batman and Robin fought Spider-Man. And oh, I felt, no, that's I, fun. I felt bad for Batman and Robin because they were so unathletic and Spider-Man was so just so much, like, better. <laughs> he was kicking both of their asses badly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this sounds much more interesting than the the fights they have over here. <laughs> <laughs> Where Jake Paul fights some small guy. <laughs> I would be much more interested just in like regular MMA matches if they did dresses like superheroes <laughs> and supervillains. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> and the guy who, who is the Hulk has to be like really big. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hulk versus Flash. We got to see that. Skinny guy versus a giant building. Oh, yeah. That, w- that would be an interesting fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, would one ever beat the other, though? Because it seems like, I mean, the Flash could... Heal pretty quickly, right? And all, probably always keep out of his reach. Yeah. I mean, it, he could make the Hulk tired, probably, but he, I don't... Like, he couldn't land a killing blow, could nah, he? No, I don't think so. Well, I guess he can do that thing where he, like, vibrates oh, his hand into through. his heart. So if he does that, maybe. Maybe he just punches him in the scrot. <laughs> <laughs> or he vibrates through his scrot and just, like, blows his balls. <laughs> I, I don't know, know how, how fast Hulk's healing factor is. Like, if you're actually, like, physically going through him, and is he, like, healing at the same time? Or? That's true because, like in the first Avengers movie, he's like says that he was Banner and like he he, he tried to blow his brains out or something, but he pulled the trigger and was like instantly Hulk. Yeah, the other guy spit it out. Yeah, yeah. 
These are the questions. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know. Even even if you're the Hulk, if someone like speed bags your nuts, that's a bad day. I mean, you're gonna feel it. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> it's not gonna get less angry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess if it's not a fight to the death, like maybe Flash wins just because <clears throat> he's like puts the Hulk down, like grabbing his balls. Mm. But if it's a fight to the death, like I don't know who wins. Yeah, I don't think he can kill the Hulk. Yeah, I think Hulk could destroy the Earth before you destroy him. It certainly seems that way. Yeah. I mean, Flash is killable, but the Hulk would actually have to be able to get his hands on him. Yeah. Hmm. It is a conundrum. <laughs> but Batman would win. That's the answer. <clears throat> All right. We made it past an hour. Should we wrap this bad boy up? Wrap it up. I think we had a good one today. <clears throat> All right. Well, anybody who's watching or listening, please uh, either uh, go ahead and f- subscribe both on YouTube and your podcast uh, feed of choice. Uh, leave us comments. If you're really feeling uh, generous, go ahead and give us a five-star review. Tell all your friends and family about us. Um, and go ahead and interact with us on Twitter. Guys, where can people find you on Twitter? I am at a name for this, too, and that's the number two. At unsolicited, S-U-G. And you can, of course, find me at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. And that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care. Have a good one.